Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. We are so excited to have you guys. How is everybody? Let's check in. Berenice, how are you? I am good. I am feeling so grateful and just really appreciative for everyone that has listening that has listened to the podcast and is coming back this week. Um, there's been a lot of love and support. What about you, Ella? You know, the same thing. I'm like really proud of us, but I am really proud of all of our like friends and homies that have showed up and listened. And I think things are just only going to go up from here. I'm excited. Yeah. Have you done anything new this week? I went to the zoo and it was 91 degrees out. Disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) I was the thighs, the thick thighs were rubbing together. I gave myself like, yeah, I shaved myself to death. Uh, this week I had my period. I'm very ready to get off of it. You know, um, I feel, yeah, I was uncomfortable. I was sweaty. I was bloated. Um, didn't like that. Also this week was my first week as unemployed and unemployed and employed. You're wondering what that's like. Um, it's because my work permit expired last week. Um, and my new work permit hasn't been issued because USCIS has a lot of holdbacks because of COVID. So your curls on temporary live until further notice. (laughs) You're not missing anything. (laughs) We work together. We We do everything together. It's kind of disgusting, but... Today, we have a guest. We do have a guest. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Her name is Emma... And she is here with us today. So we are going to let her introduce herself. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships with someone from a different race, background, etc. So Emma, do you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Emma, recently married. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's the same. Nothing's changed. I still don't want to poop in front of her. So yeah, I don't know. There's I'm a pretty open book. I talk about therapy all the time. I don't know how many years I've been in therapy. We're actually um, doing couples therapy, which I thought I would never do because I was just like, no, you're going to do your own therapy, you know, before, before we focus on both of us. But, you know, there was also like, I had to talk to myself about that, why I think it's all her issues and not mine. How long have you all been together? Um, Almost two years. Okay. Okay. I have a kid, I will say that. And so like my my life is very different from a lot of my my own friends that are my same age, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just starting to get into serious relationships. They're just starting to get married. But I've been parenting for the last 13 years. So. Just for our listeners, like how old are you? I'm 27. Woo! Yes, I've had my kid very young. He was born um, in May. So I was almost done with eighth grade. Okay, <laughs> almost done. That's wild. That is I know, it's so really wild because he's an eighth grader this year. So it's kind of like really trippy. And I was like, imagine you're pregnant. Um, And he's just like, shut up. I've done a lot of things with my life. Just, you know, I don't know. As a person of color, you always just think you have to outdo your white counterparts, you know, like, yeah, I can't just be pregnant. I have to like finish and do even more, you know, like I have a master's degree but a lot of people don't know that and I don't like rub it in because you know like you know Mexican moms my mom used to brag about me all the time like shut up shut up you know like for you you guys how was like your dating process or maybe making friends what are some of the general things that you're looking for I think that one thing for me is that like I don't need someone to be like a perfect person and to be super educated as far as like there's things that you want like you don't know and even myself as an ally like 
I'm furthering my education every day, but I need you to be like 75% of the way. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to at least like Black Lives Matter, like you just have to be 75% there. Or don't you question it. it. Like even yeah. if you're not pro Black Lives Matter, don't question it or else or you know like the well, but like I, that fucking kills me. Yeah. I'm like, "No, no. Just stop." Yeah. So, that's definitely a big thing and I feel like for me, I was thinking about this, but a lot of people are like, oh, don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics. It, don't bring it up on a first date. Motherfucker, I bring it up before yeah. I even go on the date. Like, yeah. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not going on a date with a Trump supporter. No. Like, no. Like, no offense. Like, you can be a Trump supporter, but, like, I'm not going to date you. Yeah. I think for me, it's been not difficult, but, like, I do have to give a general disclaimer about, like, I am an immigrant. Like, mm-hmm if you feel a certain way towards that, like let's just not even put the time into it because I don't want to go out with that. I have to explain myself and like my whole life and my parents, like I'm just at a point in my life where like I'm out of the immigrant closet and like, I'm proud. <laughs> yes, you know? we love that. <laughs> and I'm just not willing to put up with someone who doesn't understand that. But we weren't always perfect. Um, Ellen. <laughs> wow. From your second episode. <laughs> yeah. Ellen and I have gotten into some situations that um, could have been better, could have been uh, maybe less alcohol, more knowledge, more <coughs> observation. Um, one time, Ellen and I were at a frat party. You know, you start talking, you start mingling with people. There was this boy. He was cute. I was like, yeah, like, sure. I'll was he? I know, was like, he? I mean, <laughs> he, was he just white? He, he, he was like white cute. He was like, you know, white average cute. looking. Um, and What um, does that mean? Does he have blue eyes? Is, is this you know, like a... I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I could okay. not tell you. He wasn't horrible looking. He was nice to me. I decided it would be a good idea to make out with him. I make out with this dude and I look up. And he was a sneaky motherfucking Trump supporter. He was wearing this white hat that said make America great again in like golden white letters. And I was like, fuck. Like, this I is- think he was wearing it backwards too. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like, like he was being sneaky about his fucking, it, uh, I just, I was so disgusted with myself. I was like, immediately I was like, are you for real? Like, is this hat for real? Like, I thought he was joking. And he, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, like, no, yeah, I'm a Trump supporter. And I was like, I gotta go. And, like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, like, I gotta go. Then maybe a minute fucking later, I see him and he goes and starts flirting with Ella, right? Like, he didn't know we were friends or anything. And I was like, oh my God, like, no, no, no. So I like run towards Ella and I was like, I just gotta steal her for a minute. And I was like, dude, th- read this dude's hat like it's not a joke. Like, he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> and then I literally went back over to him and I was like, Hey, man, sorry, but uh, you're a Trump supporter, so I just can't do this. And he was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, I just I just don't need that energy in my life. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> that like, he went up to the two only people of color at this party to yeah, try to hit question. us. Like, and I've, I've said this once. I've said this a million times. It is not like a Republican thing for me. It's a yeah. very specific mm-hmm. Trump thing for me. I agree. So I'm not about it. But that was really funny, though, because he... Uh, we like small college town. You keep seeing people, and he and he kept on being like, "Hey guys, I hope are we good?" Do you remember? Like, <laughs> anytime we saw him, they're like, "Are we good?" I'm like, "Oh, we're totally fine, sir. Like, you can we can kick it and you know be in the same place at the same time. I don't have that big of an issue with you, but like, I'm not gonna make out with you. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not happening." <laughs> 
So, so that was fun. the first and only time I've made out with a non- known Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've probably have... I mean, I think I've dated one, but he was just a little quiet about it. Um, but he ended up hurting me more than any man. And that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what was the duration? I mean, I want to say it was like a month. <laughs> but... Thir- like a like a 30-day month, a 28... 28- <laughs> It was like 31 days. But, I mean, he would tell you that we never dated, which is true. Mm. But um, (laughs) one, like, story that I'll share. So this is so embarrassing. (laughs) I dated a man who was white but identified as Mexican. And (laughs) I never met someone who identified as another race. I don't even know if that was – anyways. And you knew that in the moment? No, 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 no. This came out further in. Like, you know, honestly, this man... Yeah, this came out. Like, this is not something he, like, shared with everybody, right? So, like, it came out, like, after I've, like, already, like, been like, oh, actually, this dude's hella cool. Like, I'm hella into this guy because he's, like... Because he thought he was Mexican, he was, like, kind of, like, kind of woke. Kind of woke. But, like, not woke enough to be, like... I told him, I was like, hey, have you ever thought about that, like, Mexican people can identify as white? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like... So, like, you are using your white privilege to identify as another race and, like, you have no consequences, but you get the bonuses of appearing white. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he, it literally had never, never occurred to him. He hadn't even thought of it. It's, it's interesting having that conversation about, like, privilege with mm-hmm. definitely, like, someone you're dating or even with friends. Um, I know for me, um, like, when I share that like like I grew up undocumented and you know like I've had struggles with like my work card expiring Mm -hmm. in the past and sharing that with like people may puts me in a very like vulnerable space um Mm -hmm. I used to have like it used to be really difficult for me to talk about it so I I remember getting super fucking butthurt when I would tell my whole fucking life story to someone and then they only turned out to be a fucking fuckboy I fucking hate fuckboys. My biggest thing is that, like, I hate when I, like, share, like, my mental health issues with someone, and then they, like, go on to proceed to do something shitty to me. I'm like, why the fuck did I tell you I had anxiety? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did I fucking divulge all my goddamn, um, what my therapist told me to tell you? Like, what the fuck? I should have just kept that shit to myself, you know? Because it hurts more when someone actually knows you and hurts you, you know? You can't, but it, it is something that I personally, like, I'm very guarded about when I get to know people. Now I'm more of an open book, but yeah, those are difficult conversations that I think a lot of people of color and understanding, like, where someone's insecurities or complexes come from, um, you know, be kind with people's hearts. <laughs> I will say, it's really funny hearing you better because... I was very openly undocumented, like, yeah, I'm undocumented. And, you know, like, I hate my mom lied to us. First of all, she lied. And I thought I was on the longest vacation. And I was like, when are we going back? Why am I in school? Why am I speaking in English now? You're going to have to explain that a little bit more. Okay, so as Betty has shared, I'm also undocumented. And, you know, like, I I understand that some people identify as a dreamer. I fucking don't because it misleads people to think that there's an actual dream act, that I am actually 
you know, just able to apply for a residency. Like they think there's a pathway for me to fix my status and there is none. So I'm undocumented. I've been undocumented for almost 20 years. And, you know, like I've been very lucky to live in a progressive city as cold as it may be in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I've always been open and I've always said, yeah, I'm undocumented. Yeah, this and that. And if people ask me, yeah, whatever. And all in hopes to get back at my mom. Um, <laughs> or life. So, you know, like my mom, you know, and, you know, it's my mom and I don't have the best relationship. But mm. as a parent now, as I get older, I understand that she was doing, the. you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so that's always kind of like, you know, she was running away from my abusive dad. And, you know, for her, she, she, you know, like in one of my dad's drunken nights, he signed paperwork to get our passports and everything. And she just fled. And we traveled by Greyhound bus all the way up here. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, we're going on. She told us we were going on a trip. I was like, okay, cool. And then it's like... Then I'm thinking like, wow, this is like really long. <laughs> We're not even in a hotel. And I know what those look like. Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm literally dying. That's no, hilarious. It's like, literally, my sister, my mom and I. So I was like, it makes sense. You know, like we're not bringing extra people. Yeah. Um, but then we live in when we move in with this family that we were you know like they live in nannies for and i'm like okay that's weird and then we started like cooking and cleaning and taking care of their kids i'm like what the fuck what kind of like (laughs) vacation is this um and i was really upset like i was so upset that everything was taken from me you know like my family like all of my family is in mexico and so that was you know i was a very angry child whatever but that was part of it that i was very open because in a way, I kind of hoped I was going to get deported. Knock on what I don't anymore. But, you know, like, I have, yeah. Yeah, I, I have felt very isolated being, like, the more years I'm in America, the more Americanized I become. The, the mm-hmm. least I can connect with my family, the more times I, the more years, the more degrees I get, the more far I, you know, not just my friends that are also white or American, but, you know, like I'm now like twice as far from like relating to my sister's experience, my mom's experience and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that I'm like mentally just taxed with like work and what that means for me. Cause if, mm-hmm. in my mom's eyes, if it's not physical, hard labor, then how can I be tired? Then how can I be like this? And so that's kind of like, for me that I was like, take me back. But you know, like so many things change and you know, like I know that if I were to go there, I'm not going to be able to survive. You have a different quality of life for sure. Oh yeah. And now I have a kid and you know, like I know that, you know, Oscar, Um, he's dyslexic and so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of resources that he's you know entitled to here and and I provide for him you know like he goes to a private school and that's something that I have the opportunity to provide Mm -hmm. for him and that you know just to think of my child not getting like the things he needs would be Mm -hmm. no but I've always just been open and now I'm like huh well I'm still here <laughs> Whatever. That was my long. I'm still on a vacation if anybody asks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was. I feel like college was kind of a trip because like people would say things in front of like me and Berenice and like not know 
that she, you know, not know her status. And it's like, oh, it's just so fucking awkward. And you look so fucking dumb right now. But you <laughs> yeah. don't even know how dumb you look. And I'm not going to tell you how dumb you are, you know? Because yeah. they would say things like openly, like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like immigrants shouldn't have rights. Like, shit like that. And you're like, really? Like, none at all. I remember when I uh, first started living in my sorority and I started telling people I, you know, grew up undocumented. Um, and I thought like these were this was like a like a safe place in quotations, and I just I remember going to a, like a frat party once, and this dude like who I thought was my friend thought it was funny to be like oh like where's your green card, and I I remember I was like, what like are you serious? And I just I dreaded the moment where I had to like have a conversation where I like you know this isn't cool right like I share this information with you because mm-hmm. like. I thought, A, you're going to shut up and not say something at a party about it. Yeah. And B, like, this comment just, like, doesn't flow. Like, this is just not... No. This, this is, is a not, no-go. This is a no-go. But that's scary, though. As I'm, like, listening and thinking, I just can't believe... I will also say that um, we as undocumented folk cannot access any government funding at all yeah. and that's a big misconception that people think they're living off of welfare they're the mo- and I'm like shut the fuck up first of all do your research and know how many billions of dollars are coming in from undocumented labor and also the fact that we can't access those funds so you're welcome for your fucking welfare but also yeah, the fact that people are voting on issues mm-hmm. that they don't know the bare minimum of is really scary for me. It is very scary. It's just so crazy and wild to me that people will say things and even like politicians will say things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, that's just like factually not true, you know? Yeah. And, and like that, we can fact check that and know that what you're saying is not true. And we talked about this a little bit with the last episode, but people I'm like, People don't understand how immigration works or how undocumented people get here. Or there's this huge misconception that it's only from Mexico or like only yeah. from South, like South America, which is also very untrue. So it's just like there's so many misconceptions and really crazy to me that you wouldn't Google something before you say something. But, you know, once you Google it, it gets really complex and then the baby yeah. brains can't take it. So whatever. It's, it's part of like having the privilege to choose not to. Yo, it's been a crazy, it's been a wild ride these past couple months, but it's been interesting, like, with me and my white boyfriend. Uh, a Good lot- pronunciation with that WH. White, white, he's a, he's a white man. Like, a lot of things, like, with Black Lives Matters protests, a lot of things that are going on in the media, I've, like, been pretty happy. Like, usually it takes a really long time to discover, like, where someone really lies on issues but it's Mm -hmm. like because of things that are happening and we're like just talking about like current events and it's an election year so we're like talking about the candidates talking about da 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 I've been able to like suss out his beliefs pretty well in a way that I hadn't before and I think it fucked me up in past relationships you know So our for our plug of the week this week, we want to start off with giving a shout out to Jason Evans. He made our jingle. So if you like it, hit him up. Thank you, Jason. He is a producer in songwriting who is releasing his EP soon. So hit him up for projects. My plug of the week is not your mama's history on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel that I came 
upon on accident, but I felt like she was having some really cool conversations with people about stuff. Like the one I watched was, um, I talked to my white friend about her plantation wedding and it was a very productive <laughs> conversation, but it, I learned a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about slavery. So that was cool. Emma, what's your plug of the week? Uh, mine's a local nonprofit organization. I sit on the board of directors it's formerly known as Seattle Education Access, SEA. Uh, we don't just support young folk in Seattle now, so it's changed into Northwest Education Access. Um, you can find them on Instagram too at N for Nest, W for Whack education mm-hmm. access a nonprofit organization that actually was a very pivotal part of me going into higher education so uh, we serve young folk that have profound barriers if you have unstable housing if you are a teen parent young parent um, you haven't completed your high school or GED if you're undocumented if you're an immigrant if you're a refugee um, it's individualized guidance so you get Anything that you need to resources for you to be able to access higher education. So I'm all about living with purpose. And I think that if, you know, like education really opens up a lot of doors for everybody. Love that. And all of the plugs of the weeks will be on our Instagrams as well as in the bio. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. As As an educator... I wish I had the opportunity to teach sex. I love talking about sex. It's so strange. You know, like, I remember my mom trying, you know, like, as an immigrant, she's working, like, two fucking jobs. Yeah. You know, she's, she, we're cleaning a tub, we're cleaning a, a lady's tub, and she's like, you know, just always use a condom. And at that point, I swear, I was probably, like, two months pregnant. And it was like... <laughs> It was like all these st- crazy little things that I knew, but I mean, yeah, it, it's it's not a big thing with Mexican parents to talk about like sex at all, you know, like no. it's kind of like the thing that doesn't exist until almost it's too late that you really have to talk about it. I didn't. My parents were the same. They were just like, "What do we need to tell you? Like, what did you learn in school?" And I was, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you as a parent, you know, like there's things always in the front of your mind. You know, a lot of people do forget what it was like to be hormonal, to be like, mm-hmm. I just want to see this person again. And I want to do I just, you know, like, it's so fun to be in those moments. And, you know, like, I've caught my kid jacking off and I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I was like, finally, like, he's a little normal. But he was he was like, he was dead. He like looked at me, he put his head down and then he rolled underneath the goddamn bed. And it was like <laughs> dead. Deceased. I almost peed, you know, and like my, it was, feels weird saying wife, my partner, Brittany, um, was like, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm like, you know, motioning with my arms, like he's jacking off. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like, I'm also like, 14 years older than him yeah (laughs) you know I'm not like 30 years older you know and so it's it's funny I don't know I did I've never spoken with either of my parents about sex and the first time I feel like me and my dad acknowledged sex was when I when he came to my stand-up comedy and (laughs) I personally don't think I do raunchy comedy you're five stars in gold girl (laughs) what's what's gold (laughs) With gulp. gulp is a yelp for sucking dick. I say that <laughs> on stage. Wow. And literally, I can see, I saw my dad during the entire set. And it was a really big set for me. And I like 
all right, well, Vinash is going to hear me talking about sucking dick and fucking anal sex, but whatever. But that was like a year ago. We've never spoken about sex. I'm dead ass serious. We've never spoken about sex. I think sex is really important in relationships. And yeah. anybody that knows me and, you know, closely, but I'm a, I'm an open book. I'm pro whoring around. You should <laughs> love that. You should never go into a relationship, a committed relationship without having had experiences of what you like to do, what it's like to feel pleasure on your mm-hmm. own. Because then it's, you know, like you're going to get to a point where I don't know, I can't. I, I don't have respect for people that marry their high school sweethearts. I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> how do you know? You know what? I'm going to be completely honest. I completely agree. <laughs> I literally feel like people who like wait till marriage, like respect. It's your body, yes, your choice. I will say like, you know, like you probably think he has got the biggest dig or like maybe if you're queer, I'm a queer identifying person, but I will say people are probably confused. Like she's talking about boyfriends and she's got a wife educate yourself on queerness um but also just like i've had my share i you know experiences with people that have very small dicks and let me tell you it's not something that they chose they were born with small penises and i I did fake it i didn't want to hurt their feelings i didn't want to hurt their feelings and in my head like fuck that shit but imagine if your high school sweetheart you're like oh i know my mom has got like a pinky sized dig i can't you know, you know it's all that you know so yeah, i don't know. know i don't know like, i mean any high school sweethearts out there you want to come and let us know <laughs> please how it is, well, I, mean, how I just feel like you should be like satisfied sexually yeah and you don't even know what that is unless you explore you feel i mean my wife and i don't have dicks and let me tell you it's working Please make sure that if you at least want to just stay with, I don't know, what's too many partners? Oh, let's not let's not answer that <laughs> what's one. Too many partners. It, it doesn't fucking matter, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Literally, it does not matter. If your number is between zero and five, which I'm questioning why. <laughs> Then at least just like self-pleasure yourself to at least know that if whatever partner you choose to be with, that you are both sexually satisfied. I don't know. Sometimes I ask myself, how how much of a hoe would I have been if I didn't have a kid in my, my <laughs> teenage years, you know? Like, you know, sometimes I, know. I think about like, so I was single for all of college. That sounds right? like a dream. Um... It was, but then sometimes it was messy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, honestly, it really chilled me out when yeah, I got a boyfriend I, I, in college. I was so me and Berenice were college roommates, and I was like, man, I kind of wish I was in a relationship so that I had like a little bit of accountability. Because right now I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know? No. <laughs> Maybe an example would work. I just like you know. There, there was like he, just, he, just, he, he never needed okay. to come home to me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like you know, when you're in a relationship, you just like you have to. You can't be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? As much as like you, you can't. I just mean like you you're, can't like disappear for three days yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or you no, like mm-hmm. can't just go out and do whatever the fuck you want, and it doesn't really matter because it's just you. Which was really cool because I could like really find myself and find out who I what who I am as an individual, not yeah. like who I am as someone in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, that would have been nice, you know, a couple of years to take a little bit of a break. But it's hard when you add when you already have like a life where you're like, I have friends, I go out, I party, I work, I go to school, and then 
you have a relationship, which I mean, like you had a kid, which I think took a lot of obviously a lot of time and you had to raise somebody. Yeah. Um, but with a boyfriend, it was like, OK, well, I still want to hang out with my friends and do all these things while adding someone else that's new. And I think a lot of people fall into um, what we call the dick sauce, which is like they just fucking <laughs> disappear. No, yeah. literally like girls that you would hang out with every fucking day suddenly gone. Poof. Magic. And they just have a boyfriend and they'd only hang out with their boyfriends. And you're like, well, I guess it was nice fucking knowing you. Yeah. Um, and so then, then their boyfriend ends up being, being a piece of shit. And then they want to like cry to you about it. it. And you're like, bitch, where have you been? He voted yeah. for Trump. You should have known. That's so funny. well let's wrap things up thank you so much for coming like i honestly like have such a good conversation and i feel like this has been really fun yeah i think that's it i emma's gonna remain anonymous so we're not gonna plug her instagram uh but you i mean it's like i'm not my instagram is also very private if i don't know you in person fuck off all right she doesn't want any followers we love that sorry uh i want followers i need followers um (laughs) my instagram is Ella L. Tudor, and then our show's Instagram is thanks for your concern, the number four. Go go like and uh, go like and follow. I'll go yeah. follow you. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please keep listening um, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. This has been Bernice and Ella. Thanks for your concern. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.